0: And welcome, everybody, to a brand new edition of Ian Hates Movies. I'm
1: Kelly. What the fuck is going on right now?
0: <laughs> we thought we would switch it up a little bit here on Ian Hates. So,
1: wait, is my line, and I'm Ian? If you want That's to. That's so weird. All right. And I'm Ian.
0: Okay, then. So, you decided to pick Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, the actual movie. Now, I backed this and you backed this, but I backed this because I was banging someone at the time who was interested in it, and he asked me to put in the money towards it, but I've actually never seen this show before.
1: So it was like you were paying for sex.
0: There's nothing wrong with tipping if you
1: enjoy what's going on. So yes, we're doing Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, colon, the end of the end. Yep. So the reason why I want to do this, for one was I wanted to get the opinion of someone who had never seen the show to actually talk about it.
0: Right. And I think the problem is, from what I've read and done a little research on the show, since I want to know some backstory Mm -hmm. going into this. uh, So this was produced because the show was canceled after two seasons, but apparently the writers had already written season three and season four. Okay. And they decided to try to cram in all those plot points into one movie.
1: That's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. So I guess I should give a little backstory then, since I am a huge fan of the show. The show was a Canadian comedy horror type sitcom thing, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But I will say that the way I describe it to people is it's Buffy meets Evil Dead meets metal music.
0: Okay, so when you say Evil Dead, is that just because of the pure graphic nature of it?
1: That and the horror comedy part of it as well.
0: Yeah, but isn't there horror comedy inside Buffy?
1: Not the same. Okay. I would definitely say this is more in the vein of like Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2, like that kind of thing.
0: Okay. Now, when you said with metal music... I like that they have that in there, but it felt almost high school musical in the fact that they will just go into song. I'm happy they didn't overdo that, thank (laughs) God, because that would have been
1: hideous. It goes back to what you said earlier about how, I guess, they were trying to put plot points from what they were going to do in season three and four into the movie. There is one episode, really. It's a full musical episode.
0: Which everybody does now.
1: But theirs was genius, Okay. Absolutely genius. Like, I can listen to the soundtrack for that episode all the time.
0: Okay. Well, was that season one or season two? That was two? season
1: two. I don't know. Maybe I'm even wrong on that one. I think it was season two.
0: No, no. You can't be wrong. It's only two seasons. So you should have the whole background. Because now I'm going to question you all the things that I think were interesting about this movie. Well, I'll
1: have to pull up an episode list or something.
0: <laughs> we do no prep work. No, before we you do tons movies. of
1: fucking prep work, except <laughs> I have prep work for every show that I do. I believe it's second season. So we're going to go with that right now. All right. But so they know how much people love that episode. So now they were like, oh, okay, we got to throw in some songs here and there. But when I say metal music, metal music, I also mean they have people from actual bands, like in the scene of music that I listen to that have done or have given them the rights to their music to use on the show. So I pulled up the episode list. And I forgot they actually did one other technical musical episode, and that was in season one. So then one of the characters returned, and then in season two, that was a full musical episode. So they did one per season, which I think is fun.
0: Okay, so really they tested the waters, and it wasn't horrific, so they did it again.
1: Yeah, and they put way more production and a lot more stuff right. into the second one.
0: Yeah, they put the money behind this one. And
1: that one was called Two Girls, One Tongue. Oh nice. Great title. (laughs) Great title. But what I was really getting to is in the show itself they had a lot of metal bands actually like license their music for the show. So I've actually had at least one band on Ian Hate's music that was on that show as well. Very cool. So it just it talked to me on many different levels because I love the crazy gore, I love the crazy, you know, teenage comedy aspect that was also witty you know it was obviously gross out sometimes but very witty at other times as well Jason muses is in it it just covered all the bases so when they canceled the show they took a little bit of a hiatus trying to figure out what they were going to do and then they said okay well with the success of the Veronica Mars movie which I believe went on either Indiegogo or Kickstarter around the same exact time they were like wow There was a huge outcry. They made that movie, you know, right away, basically. Let's try and do that. So they opened up an Indiegogo campaign. The problem I have with it right away, though, was that they said it was going to be animated.
0: Why do you think they went that route?
1: See, I thought that there's more trouble with animation than there is with live action. Like, doesn't it cost more money to do animation compared to live action movies?
0: Not necessarily. It just takes much longer. Your average Pixar movie takes four and a half years to make.
1: Well, let me ask you this: I'm, you know, not going too far into the movie, but did you think this was the quality of a Pixar movie?
0: No, but I'm just giving you an idea that like animated movies do take time, right. though they're they're always going to have a longer shooting schedule than your your typical movie. Your typical movie should be completely shot from end to finish within six right. months, versus animation can take an entire year.
1: Now, I don't think they really went over that with backers when they originally planned it. They said if they made over a million dollars, then they would do live action. But that definitely wasn't going to happen. It's a small show from Canada (laughs) that had two seasons. There's no way that was going to happen. They end up raising over $120,000, which I think was really good because that was actually over the projection of what they were originally planning for. So with the amount of
0: money they made and them not giving the backers the idea of how long this will actually take... You felt it took too long.
1: So that campaign started in 2013. It is now, and that's when it closed, 2017 going into 2018. And right now, the only way that you and I as backers are actually able to even talk about this is because they sent a screener out that we are only allowed to watch three times in the month of November. We don't even have the fucking DVD yet.
0: True. So... Didn't you also feel there was some sort of other issue with it? Because like I said, I did not follow this. I put money towards it, and then I just went digging around, and it showed up in my inbox. Were you promised to get this before anybody else?
1: Now, that I don't really know. It's very difficult to read about because I think what you assume when you do a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo That when they talk to you about, you'll be the first one to get the movie or you'll be the first one, you actually literally take that as, okay, when the movie is done, the backers will be taken care of before anything else. This is the first time I've dealt with a Kickstarter Indiegogo campaign type thing where the company did not take care of the backers first.
0: Do you think that might have something to do with a piracy
1: issue? I was thinking that, but fuck you, it doesn't matter. Really, that's the point. It's the only reason why you have the movie in the first place was because of the backers. I gave over $100 for this. Wow. Now, that might not be significant to a person that might have paid $5,000 you know, to be in the movie and all that kind of bullshit. And that's great for them. They're rich people that can afford to do something like that. That's really great. I love a show, and I wanted to see more of it, just like thousands of other backers that probably couldn't afford something like that. But I think it's very strange that the people that got you the movie, no matter how much hard work you put into it, the reason why it's there is because of the money that was put in by people like us. So why were we waiting longer to see the movie than other people?
0: Okay, I understand that. Also, with my screener, I don't know if your screener was like this, but it actually has a watermark on it, which all screeners do. So even if you right. were to try to rip it off... They'd know who did. So that's a part of it, too. Obviously, there's a slight profit involved because of everybody who made it. But that being said, Mm -hmm. you're only making it because of the fans. So they should get first dibs on it.
1: That's the whole thing. You do the watermark, do the screener. But do that two months ago, before it was premiered at every single film festival in Toronto and Canada and all that shit. Send that stuff out to people first.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's the only thing. And I think they know better, but they are trying to make a profit, which I understand. And I'm completely fine with that. I do want them to make money from this. Absolutely. I don't want them to lose money on it. I do want them to make money from it. But with the backers, you are supposed to take care of them first. We should not be waiting for DVDs and all the other perks until after they premiere it all over Canada and wherever else they want to do it without letting us see it first.
0: All right. that's understandable
1: but yeah so that saga is still ongoing because we still don't have all of our shit and it's almost five years later I mean I guess what you can say is we do have the movie now technically I mean I can't watch it anymore right because the screener is over because you're only allowed to watch it three times in the month of November and then it (laughs)
0: expires
1: (laughs) (sighs) oh well but going back to the background of the Mm. show Okay. 26 episodes. I thought every episode was really good. It was an investment in the storyline, I think, for most people that really enjoyed it because it started out as all those supernatural type shows start, which is, you know, one off like every single time they're fighting a different supernatural thing that happens, but there's an overarching storyline that is going on that kind of culminated at the end of the second season. I think that's when they knew. That things might not be working out. And they left it on a very large cliffhanger. Interesting. Now maybe they rushed that kind of ending. Because they knew that. And I think that comes out in the movie a little bit as well. But in general. I love the show. I think people should give it a watch if they can. You can buy the first and second season I have. It used to be on Netflix. It is no longer on Netflix. Because I think they want to They want to sell all this stuff. But I guess, Kelly, should we start with questions or you want me to give everyone a little bit more of a background on the book of pure evil, Todd and the gang and all that kind of stuff?
0: I think you should go in and, and give us an overview. And then if I have questions relating to your explanation, we can dive in a little bit more. I do like, as soon as it starts, um, Jason Muse, uh, Jimmy did an overview on the movie of everything you possibly could (laughs) have missed but still it's not enough to if you had actually probably seen all the episodes well i think
1: that was their point is to bring in people who had never seen the show and be like oh well here's a slight background on it now let's go into everything i don't think that intro is enough to make you connect with any of the characters whatsoever but yeah no we'll get to that for sure so i guess right away the title says everything almost It's Todd and the Book of Pure Evil. And I apologize. I think my voice is off today. I've just been doing too much talking. But uh, we'll get past that. So Todd's a high school student. He goes to Crowley High, a fictional high school somewhere. And obviously he's that kind of metal stoner dude. And he's got a crush on you know the hot girl who's dating the jock guy. Her name's Jenny. He's got a best friend named Curtis. One of the first things you notice about Curtis is he doesn't have two whole hands. He is missing part of his one arm. And he has a very crude plastic arm that's put on there. Now, later on, as you find out in the movie, he now has a robotic part of his arm. So a normal high school experience for everyone. Right. Then there's the geeky science girl named Hannah. And they form this whole little clique where they are hunting for the book of pure evil and the book of pure evil is a book that flies around to all the misguided lonely emo sad you know high school kids that want their life to be better and the book finds them they read a passage from the book and it's for basically a wish to make whatever issue they're having go away but of course because it's pure evil it always twists everything around and makes it completely different than what they really want or takes something that they want that's not literal and makes it literal, which does not help you in your life.
0: All right. So, I mean, it's your basic, you know, deal with the devil or that, that kind of a scenario. It's, it's the monkey paw Absolutely. scenario.
1: You get one time, basically, that you read from, and the book either becomes a part of you or hides out with you while that occurs. So in the first episode, it actually happens to Todd. Todd gets the book. And he wants to be a metal god. And he wants his music to affect people in a certain way. It turns out that everyone gets hypnotized by his music and basically would kill people.
0: Right. Now, I
1: believe if you don't count some other people, like a few other people that they know throughout the story, he's like the only person to really survive. One of Jenny's friends at one point gets the book and wishes for her favorite band to come back. It happens that they're dead. So, they're zombies, and they come back, and then they hang in her house, and they kill her parents, and she has to feed them people. And, you know, it's like that kind of thing. So, she obviously doesn't make it out alive. Another guy loves jacking off all over the place and wants to be, you know, invisible. So, he becomes the invisible jacker, and he ends up dying. You know, like that kind of thing. That's the kind of humor that you're going to get in that show. Just, you know, normal teen problems. Exactly. You've got Jimmy the janitor who's played by Jason Mewes. And he, for some reason, you find out during the two seasons that he can't leave the high school. But he's a stoner. He's a perv. He's having sex with all the teachers, talking about how hot the high school girls are. Lots of stuff goes on with him. And then one of the greatest characters in this whole thing, and I think in the movie too, I think he probably makes the movie, is Atticus Murphy. He's the guidance counselor. That is what he is. And people will get that reference if... They watch the show and the movie. His father is part of a Satanistic cult. And basically the whole town is supposed to be Satanists. And you meet his father at some point. He wants to be the pure evil one. So he's constantly trying to get the book. So the way that he does he's like the extra villain in the story that is too stupid to really be a menace to the gang. But still gets in their way. And is always trying to chase them and be friends with them so that he can get the book.
0: All right. So I have a little bit more questions about Jimmy, okay. Jason Muse's character. So do you ever find out exactly why he can't yes. leave? Do
1: they explain why that is? This is getting very in depth for people. But so Jason can't leave because he used to go to high school there at Crowley High and he was having issues with the metal dudes, which are the three guys that want Todd to be, you know, the pure evil one. So he has the book and he's being chased around by the metal dudes. And while they're outside of the school, he basically says, you know, I need to be safe. You know, hey, you can't come in here. And the book locks the school or you can't get to me. And the way that the book twists that is that now he can't leave the school and the metal dudes can't get into the school.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Because he was dating Nikki who turns out to also be the three metal dudes. They never explain that. They don't explain how Nikki turns into the three metal dudes and how the three metal dudes turn into a wolf. That was never talked about. I'm assuming they were going to get to that in season three and four. So that came out in the movie. Right. It's some way that they are magical the same way the book is magical. So you can pass all that stuff off. It's fine.
0: Right. I'm sure th- there's some sort of inane, mytholic
1: Mytholic. I like that, though. Mytholic.
0: (laughs) Mythological reference for these characters. Just
1: never comes up. I know. They're just always looking for the pure evil one. And there have been plenty throughout the years, and some haven't worked out, and they're hoping that Todd will work out.
0: So if you are in control of the book, you're the pure evil one? Or if you destroy the book, you're the pure evil one?
1: No, the pure evil one is a separate being. The pure evil one is the one who can control the book.
0: Okay. So it's the witch who controls her spell book. Basically,
1: yeah. So Todd is the pure evil one, and he can control the book, but he didn't know how to do that originally. Plus, the pure evil one is prophesied to end the world, and that's what the metal dudes want. The metal dudes want him to blow up the world, and he doesn't want to do that.
0: Okay, so in theory... The pure evil one plus the three friends. Is this the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse?
1: They never reference that, but you can say that. But none of them want to end the world, so that's why that reference might not work well. Hannah in the show does not want to do that. Hannah in the movie is different. Right. Though at one point they do go into the future. And there, there's a whole bunch of great stuff that I wish they would have brought into the movie, but they didn't.
0: So pretty much tune in and watch the show.
1: I am advocating that everyone watches the show. I'm advocating that everyone buys the seasons and watches this show. Because I fucking love it. So, the reason why I put so much money into the Indiegogo in the first place.
0: Right, exactly. Um, I have a question for you. Who was the character who, at the beginning of the movie, is blowing people <laughs> all around the world to get his hands on the book? Elliot.
1: He's a side character who's like... Happy-go-lucky throughout the entire show. And you only see him a few times. He's not like a major whatever. At the end of the second season, he was one of Atticus's Satanist people. So he was always at his beck and call. But yeah, his thing is he doesn't Ah. seem to care that people sexually molest him. So he loves giving blowjobs. Apparently, he's very good at it. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) I hope there are people listening to this who have never, ever seen the show Or the movie. And I have no idea what we're fucking talking about. What the
0: fuck's going on? Yeah. No. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) And I almost feel like I'm doing it injustice by trying to just talk about it. Like, you really do have to see it to understand what's going on. But it is really, really well done. It's that perfect, like, fake teenage drama it's not exactly what Buffy was, but it's so close because they're they're the gang and they have their little meetings about where the book is going to go next. And Todd's always trying to fuck Jenny and Curtis is trying to get with Hannah. And Curtis has a love for Todd that no one can explain. And it just it all works out perfectly. Add in Atticus, who is so weird and talking about like todd is the pure evil one and the whole gang he all he wants to do is get acceptance from them but he also wants to destroy them he wants his dad's acceptance but he was raped by a wolf as part of a satanistic cult thing when he was a child so or a teenager it's all super fucked up and they swear and there's gore and they talk about sex and it just works okay then wow interesting so I think that gives at least enough backstory to go into the movie itself, right? Yeah, I guess so. And I guess just to mention again, in case it wasn't specifically stated, the show was live action. Right. This is animated. So I think we covered that, but just so people know, live action. Let's
0: dive into this right. movie.
1: So it's called The End of the End. I think we figure out why it's called that at the end. We'll say that, right? The li- it's a ends. lot of ends. Okay, yeah. It's split up into four chapters. And I think that's a little bit of a cop-out right away, because to me, that doesn't mean movie. To me, that means, oh, these are four episodes of the show that they would have liked to have done, but now we're just going to stick them all together. Yep. So let me, I guess, explain what happened in the season finale of season two, or series finale, I guess, at the time. Right. So that time, Jenny and Todd are getting a little bit closer. It looks like Jenny actually, after what happened to him with Nikki, because Nikki's actually was evil in the series and something happens with her in the movie, but Nikki actually took Todd's virginity, which allowed him to become the pure evil one, because you can't be a loser and be a virgin to be the pure evil one.
0: There's certain standards set up, apparently. Yeah,
1: there's a whole song about it, too.
0: Of course there is. (laughs) Of course there is.
1: So they're getting closer because Nikki obviously broke Todd's heart. So now Jenny realizes what she didn't have before and wants to be with Todd. So they're getting closer at the end of season two. The other thing that we find out is that Hannah B. Williams is actually a clone of what's supposed to be the real Hannah. And she is actually made partly of the Book of Pure Evil. A sample of it had been taken and used to make clones to see if they could actually make the pure evil one.
0: So just try and get around the fact and use science to get past the mythology of whoever the pure evil one is.
1: Exactly. I know, right? I was just like, yeah, that's right, Kelly. You're you're exactly right there. I'll be
0: editing that clip out (laughs) so I can just play it
1: for myself whenever I'm feeling down. That is the first time that's probably ever happened. I can clip out other ones. I doubt it's ever happened. Magic of editing. Ah, Sure. Yeah, take Hey, Kelly, you were right. (laughs) At some point, I'm sure I said those words on this show. (laughs) Never in that order. No. Few and far between. Sure. All right. At this time, Atticus finally gets the book again. He allows the metal dudes to get back into the high school. He also turns himself into a man goat because Atticus believes that he's in control of the book and that he is actually the pure evil one. Okay. Now, I don't believe they're at prom, but they're at some kind of a dance.
0: Semi-formal.
1: Okay. Yeah, probably something like that. I don't know. I never went to dances, so I have no idea. I only know prom.
0: Shocking. Shock. I know. I know. Weird. Uh, yeah, no. Semi-formal. Because okay. they keep referencing it in the movie.
1: So Hannah and Curtis are captured by Atticus and the Satanists. You know, it kind of comes to a head at the semi-formal, almost the way in Buffy that everything comes to a head at graduation. Okay. And they're having a back and forth, and Todd's like, you're not the pure evil one. I'm the pure evil one. I don't even want to be that person. Basically, Todd vanquishes Atticus into the Book of Pure Evil, and now with the Book of Pure Evil, it's almost like the evil is overtaking him. But with the power of Jenny to say you're not that person, you can control it, you don't need the book. The metal dudes are yelling at him like, destroy the world, this is what's been prophesied, you're supposed to do it, blah, blah. He actually uses all of his power to send the book away to somewhere he has no idea where it is. When he does that, though, it kills Hannah, because Hannah is part of the book, technically. So even though the book wasn't destroyed, having it apparently so far away from Hannah kills her. The metal dudes are like, you know, what the fuck? They go away. You find out earlier in the episode that they're also Nikki, So that's also, you know, in the past. Todd's really happy. Jenny's really happy. But now Curtis is fucking pissed. So Atticus is locked in the book. So he's supposed to be gone wherever the book is. Curtis says there is no gang anymore because Hannah's dead. That was love of his life. It's all Todd's fault. And that's how they end the episode with one final clip where they go down below the old folks' home. And the old folks' home is actually a big part of the whole series because that's where the Satanists meet. That's where Atticus's father was in before Atticus killed him. And that's where Atticus met with everyone. So underneath there is the laboratory where Hannah was created. So it shows it going to Hannah C. And then that's the end of the show. Oh, okay. So that's all the setup of what was going on. Jimmy also leaves... Because he can. Yeah. So the thing that I have an issue with with the movie, and it's probably because they do have to wrap things, I guess, technically in the movie, is they undo everything that they did in the series finale. So right away, as you mentioned, Elliot finds the book. So it's not somewhere Todd doesn't know it's not that far away. Elliot finds the book. Jimmy comes back to be the new guidance counselor, and Atticus is let out of the book by Elliot, Right away. Right. Plus, Jenny and Todd haven't even been having sex because they have some issue that they get into later.
0: <laughs> Guess his
1: mojo is attached to the Apparently. book. Apparently, It's all the pressure.
0: That's why it's a hardcover book. Ba-dum-tsh.
1: So right there, it's like all that stuff that actually seemed to matter before doesn't matter anymore.
0: Well, then how would you expect them to continue on anyway, though?
1: I can understand finding the book but I think it could have been done later on. I think they could have done more storytelling before they undid everything. But I also understand you want to get your best character back, and that's Atticus Murphy.
0: Right, but I mean, you could probably even do flashes to him being trapped in the book in that dimension and see what that's yeah, like Yeah, and of as course well. they,
1: I guess, weren't going to do that because of the movie. If it was a TV show, they'd have a little bit longer, and they'd have a little bit longer to focus on Todd and Jenny, and their back and forth with Curtis, who doesn't like them anymore instead you only get like a very little bit of that as someone who didn't watch the series what did you think of this Mm. so far like when you're in the movie when you're starting it did you find it funny do you find it entertaining at all
0: i was expecting certain levels of humor and that's exactly (laughs) what i got um that being said and me having not seen the live action um i'm holding up it up against other adult mm-hmm. cartoons and it's kind right. of a letdown like I was expecting more almost like Metalocalypse
1: yeah I could see that
0: which I don't really feel in it so but then also it's supposed to be like a teeny bopper high school blah blah you know but it's
1: not supposed to be that
0: it felt more that way it felt more Metalocalypse meets powerpuff girls with that with that kind of animation for yeah me. I
1: wasn't a fan of the animation for sure yeah I think that was one of my big issues here was that with live action, their facial expressions, knowing that they were saying the certain things that they were saying, was so much better. Like, watching Atticus Murphy get upset or want to be part of the gang is better when you're looking at the actual actor compared to looking at a subpar animation.
0: Well, of course. I mean, you can't read human emotion very well through animation anyway. What? Uh, there's certain certain subtleties that you really need to see in someone's face to be able to react to it hence why you can't podcast in the dark
1: podcasting in the dark and now we have our new intro music great that was one of my favorite songs in the in the movie (laughs) you might want to try female masturbation I'm a shadow in the dark
0: I don't have a base of reference. Um, I don't, I didn't hate it. It wasn't hideous to sit through.
1: But I think that's a big deal, though, because if they're looking to market this to people that did not watch the series, because they can't just market to me. It, it won't work. Because Obviously. even if they, they can't sell, everyone who cared about the show donated to be a backer. So now where is the money going to come from if it's not from me? So they're looking at people like you, who's like, okay, well, we gave money for this, but I never watched the show. So you're a person who has never had a chance to understand these characters. So is this movie going to catch on with people where they're like, oh, wow, I enjoyed this enough to go watch the previous two seasons. Or to somehow start an uprising, which would bring the show back. I don't know. I don't think so.
0: I think a good reference um, to do a little bit more of a callback uh De- death note yes. when we covered that that movie made me want to go watch right. the japanese anime this movie makes me want to go see uh or watch Todd in the book of pure evil but that's only because i don't really feel like i there's too many inside jokes in this that i'm not yes. referencing or getting and that's not necessarily a good reason to go watch something and that might just turn people off because i don't care about any of these characters so why well, would i want to well see same their for this is,
1: even though i am very angry at everyone behind the movie and the backing system and all that kind of stuff, we're still promoting this because I do want people to watch season one and season two. I thought the actors in it were great. I thought the writing was great. All that stuff worked out really well, I thought. So for me, by doing this episode, I would hope that people do go back and watch the series. But I would think I would do more help for that here than they did by making the movie. You see what I mean? Okay. And maybe I'm being full of myself on that. Yeah. They didn't go fully one direction or the other to really target what they wanted.
0: Yeah, I think if their goal was to either get this possibly back on the air or to do a continuation, um, it should have felt more like a tease of a movie, but really it felt like the end. You you made it so this is the end. Well,
1: I also disagree with that. Oh. Should we skip there and then come back, I guess. Yeah, we need to do a spoiler alert again at the very beginning of this. Everyone who listens to the show should know that, but maybe more Todd in the Book of Pure Evil fans will be listening to this, which they might not have before. Anyways, the end of the movie, the end of the end, does not mean it's the end of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil. It means it's the end of the show and or movie ending the show. So they ended the show basically with everything back to normal, with the book back to normal, terrorizing people and them having to fight it. That was it. This is so a down the rabbit hole kind (laughs) of a moment where you're like, fuck, what page am I
0: on? Okay, so all these people are here now. Okay, fuck it.
1: Literally the only thing that they got rid of technically were the metal dudes. And they even made a note that Nikki said, well, the metal dudes, I can control them with the power of love, but someone will take their place at some point, which means they're opening it up for whatever they want to do in the future to bring back another antagonist. But really, it's the gang and Atticus Murphy and Jimmy, and they're going to be fighting constantly against the book, which leaves it open for more parts of a movie and another TV show if they wanted to do that but what they're going to have an issue with is all of those actors are now much older than they were before they're 4 years older even more since that show took place in 2010 to 2012
0: right so coming to you in the next 5 years another movie part 2
1: so well I will say this and you'll see it when you know I lend you <laughs> the two seasons of the show they all look young They're all like in their 30s almost, or some of them are, and they look super young. So they could probably pull off, you know, doing some more episodes. But yeah, the whole point of the movie seemed to be, hey, we're not really ending everything. This is wide open for whatever media we want to do later.
0: This is Star Trek. This is, we've created an alternate timeline so we can pretty much start this all over again.
1: Or they just kept to the timeline that they were planning on doing anyways. Right, but everything went back to square one. Oh, for sure. I mean, Atticus is an evil, technically, and Hannah is a real person by the end of the movie. But still, everyone's characters are exactly the same. Which, you know, I'm fine if there are going to be other things, but I'm not going to wait around for another five years. And if they ever did another backing experiment, I would definitely not give them any money.
0: Interesting. Okay, I hold grudges. Um, let's see. What else did I want to ask you? Right.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Well, I'll tell you one thing I definitely didn't like about the movie. Opening it with a country song.
0: I didn't. I, my, my, I don't remember.
1: It was right after they found the book. And then they cut to the school and you meet Todd and Jenny and Curtis for the first time. And they're singing about how fucked up everything is. And that's a country song? That absolutely was. I sure do. Okay then. Did you not pick that up because you're in like the rural wastelands? <laughs> I didn't pick that
0: up because I was watching and photoshopping at the same time.
1: Oh, Kelly. Oh, Kelly.
0: <laughs> this is the beauty of having a desktop with split screens. That's how that worked out.
1: You got to pay attention.
0: I was listening, just not to the music.
1: <laughs> what? That doesn't even make any sense. Most of the movie is music.
0: But it's background music. No,
1: it's not. Right. That's, no, yeah. I did
0: not pick up on the country song when they introduced people. And then people.
1: they were shoehorning a lot of words and shoehorning a lot of references. It was, yeah, it didn't need to be done that way. But mm-hmm. I think in order to try and fit everything in, I don't know, it's almost like they should have just crowdfunded for more episodes of the show. It should have been like, we want we want to wrap everything up. Give us enough money for five live-action episodes. I think you lose a little bit of the soul of the show by doing animation and doing it this way where you're trying to fit all these storylines in just so you can say, hey, we're leaving it open for more storylines.
0: Feels a little bit like a cop-out.
1: Yeah, and I think that's exactly what it was. I think they had so many issues while animating this and writing it and trying to fit everything in That they said by probably the end, fuck it. This is what we're going with. You know, we don't have all the ideas we want all materialized yet or thought out yet. So let's do it this way.
0: When you finally get the DVD, well, let me rephrase that. When we both finally get the DVD, will you ever watch this again?
1: No. I'll watch if there are extras. I would like to see behind the scenes things, but I have a feeling that they probably didn't put any thought and extra stuff into this. Mm, Yeah, I'm going to say probably no to that too. Could be wrong about it. Could absolutely be wrong, but I would love to see, you know, some of the cast in you know in the studio doing voices. I would love to hear why they decide to go in this direction. Are they planning on anything else in the future? I would like to know that kind of stuff, but yeah, I'll never watch this movie again.
0: So should we go ahead and just dive into and go over the full plots of the movie? Because obviously we're not really going to do a scene by scene.
1: No, we can do that. Do you wanna take that or you want me to do it? I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> I'll let you do it. Okay.
0: This is your movie. You're the expert. I'm going <sighs> to let you do the references and then I can add my
1: little pop-ins and more questions for you. Oh, okay. So they get the book back, obviously. Curtis is mad at Todd and Jenny. He gets over that once Elliot attacks them with the book and you find out that Hannah C. Williams is back. Or the Hannah D. Williams, I forget. Like one of them's dead and the, uh, whatever. So he's really happy, but she finds out that there's technically, she's not feeling the same as she used to, and not just because she's a clone. And it turns out that as each one of them dies, they get more evil.
0: Right. It's a different level of evil.
1: Yeah. So she doesn't have a connection with Curtis and the gang as much because she doesn't have those type of feelings because she's more evil than good. Jimmy has taken over as guidance counselor. Since Atticus is back, he has to take over as janitor. For Jimmy, because of course that's how things work, right?
0: Right, you just swap (laughs) roles.
1: The metal dudes are now able to come into the school, so now they are playing antagonist to everyone. Todd cannot get a boner because of the pressure of being the pure evil one or not being the pure evil one because the metal dudes tell him that he's actually not the pure evil one and there's a better pure evil one that's around, so that gets in his head and all the boners that he used to have for jenny all the time he cannot get and this is the most we've ever said boners <laughs> on <Ian Hates> movies. <laughs> wait though until we get to ian hates love and oh, it will just yeah, be boners everywhere oh,
0: yep <laughs> everywhere see but i don't really know what's better is it better? because i mean obviously they say boner in the movie but you don't want to go clinical because erection sounds horrible too
1: I think they've said erection on the show, though. But remember, they are teenagers, too. Right. They're playing teenagers, so they don't often say erections. They would say something like boner. So the main strife happens between Todd and Jenny because he can't get it up, and she wants him to. But also Jenny has an issue because without the book around, she's like, well, what am I doing with my life? Because they never go to class. Apparently. That's another thing. There's never any classes going on. Yeah. That doesn't happen. So then someone uses the book, a guy with some crazy acne, and of course that doesn't make the acne go away. It makes it worse where acne is popping all over the place and the goo coming out is an acid that is melting people.
0: Eating everybody else's face off.
1: Face off. Take the face off. Face waterfall. There it is. Mm -hmm. And he actually kills Hannah during that whole thing. So then another Hannah shows up. So they end up killing him the same way they normally would. The gang always figures out a way to take out you know, the weird whatever action. And like I said, anyone who uses the book normally dies. So this gets Jenny back into everything. Todd, though, still doesn't know if he's a pure evil one or not. So when the new Hannah comes back, she's even more evil. And she actually aligns with the metal dudes. And they have a plan to get the book back. And the first way to do that is to break up the gang. At this time, Atticus is trying to become part of the gang as well, but they still don't trust him, so that's not going to happen. Hannah seduces Todd. Because she's part evil, she's able to give him a boner.
0: (laughs) Some people (laughs) like to play with fire. It's all that references. I
1: can't believe I'm even like talking about this like it's a real thing. This is a lot of fun, actually. Obviously, Jenny and Curtis see this, and they're super mad at Todd. And the reason why Hannah was doing that was because... Todd actually has the ability to summon the book. Via his erection. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) So they take the book. He needs to find them. And their whole dastardly plan is that Todd is actually the pure evil one. But Hannah has created a machine that can steal the power from the pure evil one and give it to her.
0: That can suck the pure evil one out of Todd, apparently.
1: Yes. To be a little bit more graphic, sure. Curtis finds the recordings that were actually used in the seasons that have Hannah's parents talking or her mother talking. And that gives the whole plot point away that there's a new Hannah. You know, there are all these different Hannahs. And by the end, she wasn't really the evil one. Her husband was. And they actually do have a real Hannah that is down there and she's going to run away with that Hannah. And they have a whole, you know, classic sitcom bit about how you know the mother is being taken away and they can't figure out how to stop the recorder so it's all there and every answer is is right there so then they have the epic battle where it's the metal dudes versus Atticus Jimmy Jenny and Curtis while Todd is having the pure evilness sucked out of him and that's where they tie in another storyline where it turns out that the metal dudes can also morph into the wolf that raped Atticus when he was a teenager, the whole storyline that we were given during the show was that that was a rite of passage for Satanists and that the Satanists actually wanted him to be raped by the wolf. Obviously that fucked Atticus up severely, but then the metal dudes as the wolf say, dude, you were supposed to like kick our ass. You weren't supposed to, you weren't supposed to submit. That's why your father never liked you or never respected you. Right. And he was like, oh, shit, that totally makes sense. <laughs> that's what I was supposed to do. <laughs> that did make me laugh. Right. That did, I was like, that's actually a clever spin on things, even though they never led you to believe that that was what was actually supposed to happen. Right. And then they kill that Hannah, and then more Hannahs come out, and as they come out, they're more disfigured. They actually start looking like a Gollum-esque creature. But Todd gets out of the chamber... Without being sucked of his pure evilness. And they tell him he's gotta go because if anything happens to him, they don't want, you know, his pure evilness to go into Hannah. So he runs away and in the back of the school he finds the giant baby Brax. And Brax is part of the universe of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil, that he was actually like the baby of Todd from one of the things that the book did. And he was going off and killing people, and Todd was the only one that could stop him. And I guess when he sent him away, that only meant to the bottom of the school. So Brax loves Todd, and then comes out and helps you know, Todd and everyone defeat the Hannahs. And this was a very long, long series of events. I thought they could cut this way down, <laughs> because yeah. it took them a really long time to figure out that they should destroy all the chambers with all the Hannahs before they come out. Oh, but we can also remember the way you can justify this is they are very stupid. Oh, okay. Yeah, none of them have an IQ higher than a teenager. Like not even Atticus, not Jimmy. They're all really dumb.
0: All right, no forethought. Okay. Yeah,
1: it makes total sense that it would take them a long time. At the end of this, they defeat everyone, and then there's one left. It's actually Hannah, who has all the memories of everything. So it's like yay, and she has a vagina. We find yay. out as well. Yep. So good for Curtis. And that's how they really ended is that they ended on a song where everyone's talking about what's good, about what's happening. But then also that the book is back and they all have this whole thing where they stand together. And then there's a huge, huge monster person that destroys the top of the school. And it's perfect book stuff where he's got huge breaths on his face. and He's like, I just wanted to see boobs. And yeah. then they have to go. Yeah. And they have to go fight. And that is the end of the movie, and I stuck around to see if there would be anything after the credits or anything, and there is not. So, it wasn't like the movie made me upset. Okay. I didn't think it was terrible, but I also thought if they were really trying to play to their audience, I guess here's the issue. I don't think they knew who their audience was. If they had focused in on the people that backed them, on the people that loved the show already, I think they could have done a lot more with the movie i think they were trying to split it between keeping the diehard fans happy and then also getting new people to want the show to come back or to want more of that and i think that's the issue because if you look like one of the classic examples because it came out around the same time veronica mars knew exactly what they were doing yeah they had a storyline in place they knew they were playing only to die-hard fans. Like, sure, they had that little intro where she explained some stuff about who she was. But really, you had to watch that show to know what was going on, to care about the characters, and to want any more. They didn't put that in theaters and expect people that had never seen Veronica Mars to go see that. That's the way I look at it.
0: Was it worth waiting five years?
1: No. Absolutely Kay. not. Okay. No. I'm glad for the actors that they got to do a little bit more with it. Like I really like everyone that does this show. I wanted way more from this. I wanted an ending. I wanted whatever epic battle or something that they had to do with the book. I wanted something like that.
0: Ian needs closure.
1: Because I honestly don't think that there will be any more. I hope that there's more, but I don't think this is a thing that you can do where you would put out a four-part movie Every two years, like I don't see that happening. It took them way too long to just have this come out. There's just no way this movie isn't good enough to get the show to come back. If they just show the show to people, they should be able to get it picked up. Like that's the weirdest thing to me is I don't know why no I don't know why Netflix wouldn't pick this up.
0: Right, exactly, yeah, because Netflix would already have the the hit count number anyway. If they had been streaming it, they'd know who's been watching this and see if it's you know able to be redeveloped or brought back on.
1: Right. That's the way I look at it. So I hope that people enjoy the movie. I think you're probably letting your judgment about the show cloud that judgment of the movie. You're probably like, oh, I'm just so happy to see the character. That's not how I work as a person. So I'm trying to be upfront and honest about how I felt while I was watching this movie because I did not let all the shitty things that they did to us backers. I didn't let that cloud my judgment while watching the movie. I'm looking at the movie as a super fan of Todd in the Book of Pure Evil.
0: And it was a letdown.
1: Yes, I think there were some funny parts in it. I loved Atticus Murphy in the movie, obviously. I think he had every good line. I think he had every good part of it, for sure. But that's not enough. It's just, it's not enough to be what I would consider a good ending or non-ending to the series. All right, then. But what about you, Kelly? What do you think about this? Like, what does this movie make you want to do?
0: I'll probably go ahead and watch the seasons. I'm not paying for them, so I will be borrowing them from you. But it's not the same kind of drive it was for Death Note. Death Note, I really felt the need to know all the backstory and where they could have gone with this, as well as read the anime. This one, I'm doing it just to fill in the holes. Maybe see some of the other inside jokes to this.
1: Yeah. there weren't that many. It was just them bringing up, like, Shit Rooster was something that they made up on the show. So they right, had to shoehorn that in. Yeah, Right. They didn't smoke as much weed as they normally do. They smoked a decent amount of weed. Well, let's say they do a lot more in the show.
0: <laughs> I think me watching the live action would be me hoping that I'm going to enjoy the
1: movie more when I probably won't. If it didn't make me enjoy the movie, it's not going to make you enjoy the movie. Right, Exactly. So that's my issue, and I think it's interesting that you brought up Death Note, because that movie is universally hated. Oh, yeah. And I think I was one of the only people that gave it an honest opinion and shot, I think. When we did that, I had all the background for Death Note, so I was able to justify certain things. With this movie, it was much harder for me to justify the things that they were doing.
0: Yeah, but me looking at Death Note from someone who has no background in it, and it making me... Generally, being invested in what this supernatural thing is and wanting to know more makes it a good movie because now I'm invested in seeing the cartoon, seeing the anime, right. and reading the book. Like, if that was a point that they were trying to make, they did it. They did a good job with it.
1: And note the the different change there, like the opposite change. You went from cartoon to movie to live action, and this went from live action to cartoon. And um, we've kind of covered everything, haven't we? Unless you have more you you need to say. No, honestly, I think we did cover most of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what this episode is going to do for people. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I would love to talk to the people that made the movie. I would love to understand the thought process behind all this. I, you know, obviously I'm not a fan of how they set up the backing program. I'm not a fan of how they treated all of us, for sure. And I think that's always going to be shitty. But I don't hold the actors responsible for that. And probably not the writers and stuff either. Okay. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they are to blame a little bit for this. What I will hope for is I hope that there's more content coming. That's what I'm hoping for. I think if you leave it with such a shitty ending, of basically saying we're just going to continue on doing what we were doing before, then there better be something else coming. Or not. Or not. Maybe... Everything will be as flaccid as Todd's boner, or as Todd's non boner,
0: non boner, as opposed to the
1: super boner.
0: Uh, guys in their pure evil, what gets them going?
1: Mm-hmm. So, Kelly, I guess the question is: Would you recommend this movie to people?
0: No. <laughs> uh, no. If I was a fan of the show, I still wouldn't recommend this because it doesn't give me anything. You've given me a long episode. It's not a conclusion. There's no closure there. It would be, I do not recommend Crystal Skull. It's an episode that didn't happen. I'd still watch the originals because they're great, but this is a throwaway episode for me.
1: I would never watch Crystal Skull. (laughs) Right. Ever. But anyways, yeah, I would not recommend this. I would recommend going back and watching season one and season two. Go buy them, go support, you know, all that kind of stuff. But hopefully you weren't manipulated and taken advantage of as they did on the Indiegogo campaign. I will never forget the way that they treated everyone on that. Going almost years without telling people any updates whatsoever. They really did not care about the fans that made them what they were. So hopefully that doesn't stop people from you know watching season one and season two of Todd in the book of Pure Evil. You'll probably want to watch the movie just because But I don't think that it was done well. And actually, I'll make one more reference. Hopefully, this will tie in even better than the Veronica Mars reference that I made. There was an amazing Canadian show called Corner Gas. So fucking good. I love that show. It was a sitcom, no laugh track, about a little small town and people that ran the gas station and the little diner next to it. So well done. I think it was, I want to say six or seven seasons. They made a movie because even though they kind of ended it with the actual series, they made a movie that actually ended, ended things. And it was done the right way because you understood the characters and it made sense in the direction that they were going. That might be better because right there, that's Canadian as well. Right. So if anyone hasn't seen Corner Gas, I recommend you go see that as well because that is really damn good. And yeah, I think that's enough for me. I think we... I think we said enough. Woohoo! So I apologize for my voice. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's a sound thing with my equipment or if it's just me being overly tired from talking all the time. So Kelly, do you have anything that you would like to plug?
0: Um, you can always find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy and on Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy. That's about it.
1: You can also do the same for Ian Hates. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Ian Hates Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And then you can email me, IanHates at gmail.com. There's a YouTube channel, so you can also search Ian Hates in the YouTube search bar. The more people we have subscribe, I can make that an actual YouTube.com slash Ian Hates. Kelly has been working on a lot of content for that site. Because really, we didn't know if we wanted to do YouTube or not. But if there's enough people that are interested, I think that'll work well. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts with iTunes. You can also hear us on Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and a ton more. And then there is also a Patreon account if you would like to donate. We put a lot of work and a lot of money into all these shows. Patreon.com/slash IanHates. Besides Ian hates movies. I also have two other shows right now, Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Conversations. All these are for free. All these are available on all the same platforms. So check them out, especially if you like some of the music on Todd in the book of Pure Evil. You will probably like the music show as well.
0: Thumbs up on YouTube, people. I'm looking for some thumbs up and some subscribers, please.
1: Yes, same with Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. We are doing a prize rollout. For when we hit certain numbers, I know there are a ton of people listening to the shows, but it is not reflected on Facebook. It's more reflected on Twitter, but if you do it on Instagram, give us the follow there. Give us the likes and the follows on Facebook. We will have prizes, and I have some really good shit to give away. So Kelly, I think that ends this episode. The Todd and the Book of Pure Evil, The End of the End. I guess this is Ian Hates Movies, The End of the End. So do you have any final words? Do you have any the end words for everybody?
0: May your first day in hell last 10,000 years, and may it be your shortest.
1: And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.